0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Fitness Podcast radio show. Coming to you on this Sunday here, post our Advanced Group Metcon session. I was up early this morning. Uh, I was at the Ritz Carlton down in Tucson, thanks to my wife taking me for there for a nice little birthday uh, getaway. Got my ass up early back here to uh, a little bike ski row interval session, so if I start coughing uncontrollably, you already know why. Um, my girl Christina was nice enough to bring in a bunch of Gatorade Zero, so I'll hopefully take a couple swigs of those and I can get through it, but... Uh, I've been coughing for the last probably hour and a half uh, uncontrollably, so I'm going to try to spare you guys from that. But I'm short on time this week, and I want to get you at least hopefully one podcast, maybe another one if I can carve out a little bit of time, but a ton of work projects uh, in the queue here. But this is one we get a lot of requests on, and I've touched on it in a handful of other podcasts and different uh, segments when you guys do you know Instagram Q and As and it's uh, you know six pack abs and we're talking directly about direct ab work and we'll title this podcast let's say how to get a six pack without doing a single sit up if you will and all I'll do is I'll dig into a little bit more detail um, if you guys are out there you're choosing to to go the route of of trying to get you know get a six pack or a tight lean toned stomach or a flat stomach or whatever terminology you choose to do I'm going to Send that to you and give you, hopefully, not just the way to get there, but the way to stay there. And I think that's the thing. You know, to me, is getting abs hard for sure? Um, But it's tougher to keep them. And I think that's the biggest key. I'm not really interested in life at this point of how to just do stuff unless I can replicate it and keep it and hold on to it. Like, I don't want to just make a million bucks And then lose it all. I want to make a million bucks and keep it and hopefully replicate that as I go down the line. And hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And so, and I do think it's much harder to keep, you know, a six pack 365 than just to get one for a handful of days, because to me, it isn't worth the effort to do something just to have it for a snapshot and then have it just wash away, you know, day by day by day. Now, again, the choice is yours. You might have a photo shoot or vacation or something important to you or just a goal and you've been close. In the past, and maybe these things can be the thing to to put you over the edge and get you to maintain a lifestyle to where you can feel confident in your own skin by having you know your stomach look the way you want or feel the way you want, and you it gives you a new self set of confidence, and I'm all for that. And uh, on the same note, I have to share this: uh, B.J. Goodier is obviously selling his, his clothing line, the Lunge Man Shorts. Which I'm sure I'll have a pair soon, and, and I'll post them on Instagram. You guys can see me rocking those. But uh, he made a comment in the email that he had sent out, or maybe it was in the podcast he dropped. I forget. But he sent the, maybe it was an email, and I read it, and it was, uh, you know, talking about how getting a, having a nice set of wheels, like like a built, you know, dense, strong, conditioned set of legs, where you can see the sweep in the in the quad, you can see the glute ham tie in, you get a nice split in the hamstring. Like he it basically the, the premise was. It's way harder to have a nice set of wheels than it is to have, you know, abs because anybody can get abs Not everybody can have a nice set of legs and I thought about that Because we put so much emphasis on six-pack abs and having a nice toned stomach And we kind of put it on a pedestal and we sexualize it and we think if someone has abs They're super fit or they're a genius or they look sexy or whatever You know the fuck we're telling ourselves And it got me to thinking when I read that I'm like, you know what? He's right It is way harder to have a nice you know, set of wheels that are conditioned and strong and powerful than it is just to have your abs show. And I thought about myself in that same context for the fact of I had abs way before, and I'm talking about years and years before I ever had any semblance of legs you could write home about. I mean, my legs were two twigs of shit, you know, and I still had abs. And so And I think about that because you can diet down, you can genetically get lucky, you can have 19 things go your way, or just eat really well and and get your abs to show because your body fat can be low enough. To have your legs be really defined and dense and strong, you got to go through some legit pain, man. Like some you gotta you gotta be willing to die for it. You gotta be living in your pain cave. You gotta hate yourself some days. You're gonna have to gut through workouts. Getting on and off the toilet's not gonna be fun at certain points. Like you really have to die to have a nice set of wheels. At least I did, and uh, I was wheeling out last night. We're in the hotel. We had a room service because we're too lazy to go to dinner, um, spending the day at the pool. I know, a rough life. But uh, I'm wheeling out to the, uh, the in-room dining cart from our room. Last time my wife looked at me, she goes, she goes, just your legs. She's like, you know, they're just, every line and crease shows, and they're just, they're so big now in the conditioning. And, and my first comment in my mouth is was, like, I'm like, well, I've died. I've died about you know three thousand times for it over the course of the last ten years, and uh, it, it just that's just food for thought, you guys. And, and I'm not trying to talk you out of getting abs or having abs, and but we really do put an over importance on them. When uh, to me, when I look at somebody, that's not the first thing I look at. I look at the entire scope of them as as a person, how they perform, how do they move, how do they feel, how much confidence do they have, you know, how powerful are they? And the abs to me are not, you know, I, I, when someone has abs, I don't say I'm like you know what they eat pretty well. They, they exercise and, and they, they follow a pretty balanced diet and, and they probably have some pretty good genetics. That's the first thing I think. When I see somebody who has like some legit hamstrings and quads, I'm like, that dude has died for that shit. Like a nice, you know, not just developed chest, but like an upper back, traps, rhomboids. You see the split and I'm like, okay, that, that person really trains and they really work. So again, this podcast is going to be about how to get six-pack abs without doing a single sit-up. But just so you know, If you don't have abs and you've never had them and you're close, I'm going to walk you through the steps here. But just know it's not the end-all, be-all of being fit. And if you don't have abs, it doesn't mean you're not fit and you're not healthy and you're not strong and you're not powerful. In fact, I think some of the best athletes in the world don't have abs. And I think them being lean enough to have them would actually restrict, A, their breathing uh, to a point, and, 2, it would take away from their performance, which ultimately that is the goal of them. But if you're not concerned with performance and just the aesthetics – here would be my two cents as we get into this. And so again, you can't target abdominal fat with just doing sit-ups or direct ab work. I think it's one of the biggest misconceptions in fitness and the fat loss world. And hopefully, if you've listened to me long enough at this point, you know that. So meaning, if your your front six, your rectus sucks, if you're you know you have love handles, if your low back has back fat on it. Uh, I see so many programs that are geared towards just that. And I'm not saying direct ab work doesn't have its place because it does and it's important. But just know that a program that's having you do abs every single day, all day long, for two hours a day that's packed with just sit-ups and just crunches and just these fancy core exercises is not going to do it for you. That's not going to get you a six-pack alone. Now, I'm all for doing things like bear crawls and planks and different variations. That all works to get a nice, strong core. And again, the thicker your abs are, from kettlebell swinging and and walks and overhead movements, and the ab wheel, honestly, is a great tool as well, it can help build the thickness and the strength of the abs. But if you eat like shit, it really doesn't matter because fat loss is not localized. It's uh, systemic. Like Fat loss goes on and off the, the body as a whole regardless of what muscle groups are working so whether you're doing bicep curls crunches or squats the fat's going to come off of where it comes off of based on your genetics uh based on you know how you've lived your life the stress in it but just know by doing direct ab work you're only building the thickness of like that muscle and nothing else that's why i think weighted side bends are fucking stupid and i would never coach them we don't teach them here and i would tell anybody not to do them because you think about this if we're working our whole like you're a guy, I'll use guy, and I've talked about this before. You're a guy as an example. You're going you're gonna to go in the gym, you're going to pick up heavy weights and do curls. Because why? You want your biceps to grow bigger. So if you're watching me on YouTube right now, um, you're doing curls to get this muscle to be bigger, right? And then you're going to do, you know, weighted sit-ups or sit-ups in general, slow and controlled, which is a, essentially the same pattern, right? We're curling up, we're curling down to get that muscle to be what, smaller, That doesn't make any sense to me. You're doing one movement, which is the same as the other movement. One's going to make a muscle bigger. One's going to make a muscle smaller. How can that be? Just food for thought as you guys roll through this. And understand, your abs are getting work in nearly every exercise. And a lot of people think that your abs have to, you know, be worked only during direct ab training. Um, And it's not true. Um, There's nothing wrong with doing, you know, sit-ups, uh, you know And we teach them here. we do butterfly setups, we do uh, shin huggers. I do a lot of different you know, trunk patterns because I do think you obviously the average person is probably not getting enough of it, so we do that, but you don 't have to isolate your abs to get them stronger. Your core is involved in, in stabilizing your body when you do just about any exercise, so when you guys squat. When you guys do push-ups, when you guys do pull-ups or chin-ups or TRX rows, line head-to-heel, squeeze the glutes, brace the abs, deadlifts—your abs are also getting a ton of work in. And many people, you know, get a great midsection and get great abs without doing a ton of direct, uh, isolated ab exercises. Now, do I do some for sure? I like to throw in the variations to keep it fun because I hate doing it because it burns and it hurts. I'm just like you guys. I don't like, I don't like to be in pain anymore than the next guy. I'm just willing to die, for certain things. But I do like the ab wheel for sure. I do like kettlebell swings. Um, I'll do toes to bar. I'll do a lot of different variations and different planks and pillar stuff. You know, uh, halos. I love because I like to do things that are multifaceted and work more than just the abs. But if we understand like, how your abs work and what what is their function, it's to keep. Essentially, how I understand it is this and somebody chime in and correct me if I'm wrong. The goal of your abs is to keep the spine essentially stable and like, you know, support it. And so how do the abs keep the spine stable when you're over your base of support, which is your feet, correct? So when you're laying down, it's kind of out of the equation. So what I mean is when you're standing on your feet, The goal of your abs is to keep your spine stable and to kind of be in place. And so having a strong trunk creates better posture. So when you're doing farmer's walks and overhead carries and squats, like I mentioned, that is working your abs. And so, again, your abs are worked, basically, you guys, in almost every single thing that you do. Understanding the next part is, (coughs) excuse me, there's the cough. Exercise is a piece of the puzzle, but it's not the biggest piece of the puzzle. And so understanding how you eat, is gonna be just as important as how you train. So sure. <clears throat> Sorry, you guys. Sorry, ab training, you know, might make your abdominal muscles bigger and stronger, but if there's layers of fat over them, you're never gonna see them anyway. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't do those exercises. The point is that we all have abs. And people are like, well, I want to get abs. You have them. You have the same ones that I do. You know, how our ligaments run and split might be different. You might have, you know, four that are more predominant or six or some of you might have eight. You might be completely even, you know, like little ice blocks that might be offset depending on how the ligaments and genetics run. But your abdominals are just part of, you know, the human anatomy. It's in your physiology. It's who you are. It's not like you were, you were born without them. Whether you can see them or not typically depends on how high or low your body fat is. So just as each one of us has, you know, certain muscles like your biceps, your triceps, your calves, your chest, you also have abdominal muscles. Seeing them is more a function of your body fat percentage than, you know, the direct amount of exercise you're doing. Hopefully that makes sense to you guys. And so brings me to my next point. Your diet is what brings out the abs in detail. And so we've heard it before, you know. Abs are made in the kitchen and not the gym. And while that saying gets old as shit, hearing it over and over again, it, it's relatively true. Now, I'm a fan of, if you're doing heavy kettlebell swings, if you're doing the ab wheel, I think you can be have a higher body fat percentage on average. Now, we're all genetically different. We hold fat in different places. But if your abs are thicker and denser, for me, for example, I can be fatter now at this point at 36 then I could have at 26 and have my abs still visibly show because, you know, a decade of training of lifting heavy shit and heavy kettlebell swings and heavy deadlifts and doing the ab wheel, who knows, thousands and thousands of times has built a, a certain thickness to my abs. So even if my body fat creeps up, my abs are showing and they're there. Where when I was, you know, not as dense, you know, musculature ab wise, they wouldn't have shown. They would have just looked very watery and soft or maybe not been visible at all. And so... Your body fat percentage is the major determining factor when you guys see your abs. The body fat is, your body fat is mostly influenced by what you eat, how much you eat, how your macros are broken down, and obviously genetically, obviously, you're holding fat. So exercise does have a purpose and it has a place. And having, you know, a legitimate stimulus and having, you know, your body be in a great, you know, metabolic environment is ideal and it's key and you have to train and sleep the right way. But your diet is what's going to actually strip away the layers of fat and have them show. And obviously that goes hand in hand with doing HIIT training, Metcons, lifting heavy, having your metabolism be crazy, having your cortisol not go fucking insane. But it's the the balance or I guess a better way to phrase it, the synergy between exercise and diet is where the magic really happens for most people. So, the biggest question I get at this point is, well, Jeremy, so if I need to lower my body fat percentage, at what body fat percentage am I going to see in my abs? <clears throat> well, it's going to depend on a ton of factors. Like I said before, A, genetics is huge. The way you store body fat and how you store body fat and the places it lives on your body is going to be key. But on average, I would say most guys... Men are going to see their abs around 10%. Now, genetically, if you're a little bit gifted, hey, maybe you have thicker abs, 11 12 maybe 13% you can get away with it. But for most people, you'll start to see them be watery and soft, and that's the term I'm using here. It's not science. It's just you can see some semblance of abs at about 10%. Then women, I would say probably 17%, 16 15%, maybe 18 you can get away with it, give or take. Um, But when you're getting into, you know, kind of creeping down into those higher low teens, I think you're going to see the abs if you're a woman. So women, 18, 17, 16, 15 guys, 13, 12, 11, 10. Most women, probably 15. Most guys, more than likely 10. But the point being, you're going to have to lower your body fat until you see your abs. And so if you're like, hey, I've been doing ab exercises all day long, but I can't see my abs, odds are, there's just fat that's covering them, and you're going to have to do a little bit better in terms of how you sleep, how you train, but more importantly, how you eat and tracking macros and being very, very diligent uh, about that. So, what I want to dig into here, super fast, and hopefully I stop coughing for you guys. Again, i going to apologize, but uh, I'm short on time, and so this is the best you're going to get today. Um, these are probably you know the key pillars of you know a legit six pack ab quote unquote fitness program, if you will. Now we know the effects of you know diet and exercise and what they do for your six pack and what body fat you have to be at if you want to see visible abs. Um, And I'm going to outline here kind of the the biggest things that I would focus on for you guys in a nutshell. The first one, time. Be patient. You have to give this time. To see your abs, you're going to have to be patient to a level that's really going to test a lot of you and what you're willing to put into it. That's why I always say, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because if you're 15% body fat away from it today, it's going to take you a long time to get there. At best, if you killed yourself, 15 weeks if you could lose a percentage of body fat per week which is possible but you're going to, have to be very diligent with how you eat how you drink how you sleep and how you train so again it can be a very long drawn-out process if you have you know realistically for most of you if you have 10% body fat to lose I would say on average it's probably going to take you about 20 weeks if you were diligent so if you're losing half Of a body fat percentage a week, that's probably realistic. Could you do one percent? Sure, if you're really obese. But again, then you're way further away from having abs anyway. So again, if you guys have been working out and training for a while, if you're losing about half a body fat percentage a week, I think that's probably realistic. Um, And if you stay consistent, um, you're gonna start to see your abs over time. But you gotta give it probably most of you eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty weeks of legit diehard effort. I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but You have to really be willing to die for this. And and again, giving up happy hours and treats and sweets and really just being diligent and mindful. And my wife has actually been, um, this is the leanest right now she's been on average overall. And again, I'm married to her, so I don't tell her what to do. If you guys are married, know how that goes. Um, I've never told her to do shit. I don't ever try to do, I'll suggest things. Um, From a place of helping at times. But I don't ever tell her how to eat, how to train, how to sleep, or how to live her life. That's an argument that I'm not willing to die over. And she, you know, reciprocates the same to me. We don't tell each other what to do. But the point of me sharing that is she is eight right now, probably the past, you know, six months. The best, I don't even say six months, probably the the last four months, the best she's ever eaten. Um, drinking significantly less, sleeping better, making better choices at work events, at dinners, at home, out to eat. And she is the, you know, is she the leanest today she's ever been? No, not for a single day, but on average for sure. And it's taken her about four months of, of doing that practice. Now she'll still go, you know, if we go out, she'll have a beer or, you know, have a, a chocolate chip cookie here or there, but again, just bearing very, very mindful of macros and she's given it time. And what she used to do, and I'm sharing this, you know, not to To bag on her but because a lot of you do it she would set these unrealistic goals and these short time frames by this vacation I'll do this in 47 days I'll do this in 32 days I'll do this or by this pool party I'll do this and she stopped doing that and she said hey I'm gonna focus on being healthy first you know mentally I'm focused on, you know, physically loving my body and just making better choices overall, not depriving myself and saying I can't do something, but just saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, pick my spots and I'm only going to enjoy things at these certain moments to make sure my hormones are running right, make sure I'm sleeping good, make sure I'm feeling better. And the byproduct has been four months has went by and she looks the leanest she's ever looked on average overall, not doing any kind of crazy protocol. And that's the same thing I would tell you guys. Don't put a, a super hard date on it. You can have goals set, but don't beat yourself up if you don't reach them right away. Just give it time. You have to be patient. And I think most things in life, especially in today's world, people are not patient at all. They want everything in, in two days or two hours or two weeks. And when it doesn't happen, they fucking quit and give up and say it isn't worth it. If anything in life that's worthwhile, you're going to have to, to sacrifice and give up things for it. And, and having abs, you guys, is no different. It's one of the harder things you'll do. Next thing. You have to understand what your macros are. If you don't, message us. We have a free macro guide. There's a podcast. There's a video and a PDF written. I'm happy to send it to you for free. Otherwise, get a coach. Have them walk you through. Have them check up on you. Having accountability is key. We do it here for our clients. Um, it, it's the, one of the, the the most boring things I do is look at what people eat, but man doesn't make them successful in terms of you know doing it for the long haul. So let's say, you know, understanding your overall calories for the day. But the amount of fats and, and carbs and proteins you eat, that plays a huge role in your body composition. And so eating between, you know, if we just throw out some basic numbers, maybe, you know, point five to point to eight grams, you know, per pound of your body weight in terms of protein. And then fats if you went, you know, if you're going to higher fat, higher protein route, maybe half your body weight grams in fat, and then your carbohydrates typically, you know, fill the rest of the gaps in the day. That's what we see work best for people. Again, I'm not vilifying carbohydrates. They have their place. I just I put them as the third macronutrient just because they're the the most easily available overeaten macronutrient of all because they're basically in fucking everything other than meat and water. So knowing what your macros are obviously is key. Number three, you guys have to be at a calorie deficit. You just do. I don't care if you do paleo, keto, intermittent fasting, carb backloading, uh, fucking nightshade diet or any other crazy stupid protocol that's out there. Um, And again, I'm not bagging on anything. They all work the same. All these things work because they put you in a caloric deficit per day, so unless you weigh very little, you know you're going to have a hard time you know to see abs unless you're in a a pretty good deficit. So the only way to do this is cutting you know maybe depending where you guys want to start at ten to fifteen percent of your maintenance calories to lose about a half a percentage to one percent of body fat per week, so wherever your maintenance is, if it's two thousand calories per day i would I would say cutting that between ten and maybe fifteen percent to expect to lose about a half to maybe a percentage of body fat per week or go simple stupid look at your macros and see if you can cut 300 you know ish to 500 calories you know per day if, if you're in bigger numbers if you're eating 4,000 calories per day or something crazy like that but for most of you just taking if I gave you percentage wise taking your total daily maintenance if you know what that is and cutting it by 10 to 15 percent will probably put you in a, in a calorie deficit that will get you on what I consider a pretty fast pace to getting your body fat down to having your abs actually. Be visible and uh, and show. Next one, you're gonna have to strength train at, at some point. Um, and again, there's a lot of when I say strength train, I think people think like, oh, pick up heavy shit and deadlift 700 pounds. That's not what I mean. Strength training can be weight training. It can be loading with dead weight. It can be body weight training for that matter. Slowing down, messing with the volume and the tempo and the speeds of things. Anything that adds resistance to your body and your own body can be that metric. I'm telling you, you can do a lot of damage with eccentric and concentric training and doing TRX and doing some form of just leveraging your body weight to put stress on it is a great way to train. But again, and again, that can be dead weight and bands and TRX and all those sort of things as well. I do think there's something to be said about pushing a heavy sled um and picking up some dumbbells and kettlebells here that are really swing some stuff around but it can be a key you know contributor to building muscle which is going to burn fat you know all day and all night because essentially as we've said before your muscle is your metabolism so the more lean tissue you can have in your body the leaner overall you're going to be so i'm a huge fan of you know picking up some heavier stuff once in a while within reason don't hurt yourself but just understanding you are stronger than you think most of you out there and probably the last key and the tip on here again uh, last but not least, is what I'll say. This is not last on the list by any means. Um, some form of high intensity exercise, whether that be HIT training, uh, whether it's you know some Tabata protocols, whether it's you know getting into a METCON that marries a bunch of modalities, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, even though you can't, like we said, target fat loss, if you will, um, the exercise does play a role in you getting lean. It's very effective when you combine legit hard work with proper nutrition. High-intensity exercise burns a shit ton of calories and thus burns a shit ton of body fat while creating a amazing metabolic environment for fat loss in your body. Um, similar to strength training, when you're doing legit HIIT style training, when you're really exerting the body, um, you're just going to incinerate a ton of calories and get your body to push to levels that you didn't think it would be. So, With that said... It is entirely possible to get six-pack abs without doing a single setup. In fact, I think if you guys follow the protocols listed out here, you can have you know rip six-pack abs and have a lean midsection without ever doing any direct ab work. I wouldn't advise it, um, but again, if you don't like sit-ups, don't do them. If you don't like crunches, don't do them. There's other ways you can work the abs. And even if you never did the ab wheel, which I love, or if you never did kettlebell swings, which I love, or you never did shin huggers, or like butterfly sit-ups, which I all think have multiple benefits other than just direct ab work, even if you hated those things, you never did them, but you just focused on a some form of strength training, some form of aerobic work, typically high-intensity exercise. Not that the lists, the lower intensity cardio doesn't have a place, because anything that's burning calories and units of heat is going to obviously you know create a deficit for you. So I'm a fan of that. But I think if you're talking, trying to be time efficient, Metcon stuff, so mixing the strength work and the intense aerobic work, strength training, high aerobic training, understanding your macros, having those macros be in a calorie deficit and then just being patient as hell, like giving yourself an adequate amount of time to get lean. You could do all those things and never do a sit-up and you could have some of the most amazing abs anybody has ever had in the history of life. But, It does take time, effort, energy, and you have to be willing to sacrifice, A, the sweat equity in the gym, but more importantly, tracking macros, probably on MyFitnessPal, being in a caloric deficit, planning and prepping food, understanding what you're eating when you're going out to restaurants, limiting alcohol, getting quality sleep, not stressing, and wash, rinse, and repeating that day after day after day after day after day day for probably multiple weeks, and a lot of you probably multiple months before you can ever see your abs show up, but that's the game. And I know it's not a sexy way to sell it or to show it, but it's the truth and I don't wanna snow you guys and feed you a bunch of horseshit like you can do it with some other you know, magic wraps or pills or teas or some other program because you can't. And it's it's pretty much the same for anything in life. It just takes a lot of work. It's like if you guys are dead broke and you're working on getting out of debt or saving money or making money or becoming a millionaire, it's gonna take you time. It's not gonna happen for most of you probably in three months or six months, or even a year, or two years, or three years, or five years, it might be 10 years. But what's your other option? Just quit and say, fuck it, it's not worth it. And for some of you, that might be the answer. I don't know. But for me, if I really want something, I'm almost happy. I'll put it this way. I'm happy that a lot of the shit in life is so hard to get, that I've gotten, you know, and I guess if you want to say achieve, if that's, if it's a word you guys use, I'm happy it's hard, because that's what makes it worth it. That's what makes it special. That's what separates you from everybody else. That's why there is only 12 million millionaires in America. Because it's fucking hard to do. Like, everybody doesn't deserve to be a millionaire. Everybody can't be. Everybody isn't willing to put in the work and invest and save and spend less money than they're taking in. Everybody's not meant to have abs. Everybody's not meant to be ripped and shredded and be in amazing shape. Everybody's not meant to run their own business. Everybody's not meant to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, an accountant. Or everybody's not meant to graduate college. The point is, is that the things in life that are worthwhile, they take fucking work, and they take a lot of work at that. And it's not easy to do. And this is no different. But just know if you're going about it in a way of, well, I'm going to do, you know, a hundred sit-ups every single day. I'm going to do 45 minutes of abs four times a week, but yet I'm still not seeing the results because you're spending your time investing in the wrong shit. I'm not saying you can't do those things and they don't have a place and a purpose, but if you want to be the most efficient, I wouldn't waste that much time on doing just direct ab work unless you're training for 10 hours per week, and most of you are not. So do the big bang compound movements Strength train, mat con, high intensity work, calorie deficit, with inside proper macro ranges and giving it proper time, you guys are well on your way. But just know it is hard to do. And I've said this before in other podcasts, there are far more millionaires in America than people who have abs. If I had a guess and we took a poll. So if you know there's 12 million millionaires in America, I do not think there's 12 million. Americans with abs, with ripped up, dense, you know, nice, lean, tight, toned stomachs. If you just run the obesity numbers at scale of what we are, so know if you're on the journey to do this and you're trying this, know that what you're trying to do is harder than becoming a millionaire in this country. If that doesn't tell you right now, but I just know, and I say that I'm not a money guy, but I have to equate it that because we all have jobs, we all work, and we all make money. And for a lot of you out there, you understand how whatever your perspective is if you're, you know, if you're worth a hundred million dollars to you, it wasn't that hard to make a million bucks, but you probably understand how hard it was. And for those of you who have a negative net worth, you have, you know, credit card debt, mortgage payments, car payments, whatever it is, you realize how far away you are from becoming a millionaire. You have to look at having abs as as kind of the same thing. It's, it's even harder for most of you because there's far less people doing it out there. I mean, that's just, this is raw facts. And so when you walk into a gym or facility or to your coach or you see someone on Instagram doing something, just know you're trying to become a one percenter. You're trying to do something that less than you know 1% of people can do or about 1% of all people can do. So, Meaning if you walk into a room and you see 100 people, how many of them have abs? If it's you, you're probably the only one. And if it's not you, it might be one, maybe two other people at most. But very few people do because you, you have to give up a lot and you have to sacrifice a lot. But just know... You don't have to do sit-ups to do it. If you follow these protocols, you guys will be well on your way. But the easiest way I think most people can do it is A, being part of a a group or a coach in a community and having people to support you and guide you through their process. But again, just being patient, being diligent, and being able to delay gratification today for abs you can see three, six, nine, 12 months from now. That's the toughest thing. What you have to do is be willing to pay the price today, day day after day after day after day after day when you can't see the promise of the payoff just yet. Because it's going to feel like it takes you forever. But if I told you you worked really hard for something, and in 20 weeks, and in 30 weeks, you could have ripped up abs, would you do it? Your answer is probably yes. But it's easy to say that in theory. It's hard to put in plain application. If I told you, if you you just did this for 20, 30, 40, 50 weeks, you'd be a multimillionaire, would you do it? In theory, you'd say yes. But the application of actually doing it day to day that's a lot harder. And that just comes down to you guys deciding, is the juice worth the squeeze for you to have abs? And if the answer is yes, then by all means, follow these steps, but just know you don't have to do sit-ups to do it. There's a lot of other ways to skin a cat in terms of having ripped abs in this scenario. So... Hopefully you enjoyed that quick podcast. I know a lot of you guys have asked for it, and so hopefully for the last time that clears the air. There's nothing else you can do to get rid of love handles and stomach fat or back fat or anything in between other than what I outlined here. Anybody else selling you or saying anything else otherwise is completely full of shit, and I would run as fast as you can in the opposite direction from them. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star, please. I truly would appreciate it. And if you have 30 extra seconds Write a comment, leave it. I thank you guys for it. It means more than you know. Share this with friends, family, anybody else who's on a journey to, A, be super lean or take their fitness to the next level and abs is something that they have mentioned or talked about or one of their trouble spots. And hopefully this helps clear the air and educate them once and for all and hopefully lays out a path they can get there or make them decide that their time might be better spent doing something else. Um, Anything else you want to hear in the podcast, shoot me a DM, send me a message. Um, Got a bunch of guests coming down the queue. Probably later next week in the week after that but once we get rolling probably past mid-September I'm going to fire up the guest list here and we're going to be rocking and rolling on all cylinders so until next time you guys eat well train hard be nice to people and please just keep doing shit you love if people enjoy because your life is too short not to I'll talk to you guys soon peace